0: It's small. It's usually unnoticed until the moment that you pull on the thread and you suddenly recognize that it's significant and it's essential to the overall garment, tapestry, or the storyline. If a thread is removed, the whole is destroyed. I know y'all have been getting ready, especially the ladies, been getting ready for Sunday morning to put the the beautiful garment on, and all of a sudden there's a little fray, and I'm just going to get rid of that, and you pull it, and all of a sudden it just continues to unravel. Over the next few weeks, we're going to examine what I believe is the most important thread in history. It's a thread that not only runs through our entire story, but it also ties the story, and it ties all of us together. Just a few weeks ago we celebrated Easter and in which we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. And uh, as soon as Easter, the, the celebration ends, although it should never end, but we know how we do on holidays and we move on to, I don't know, whatever's after Easter. We're probably already celebrating Christmas. At least they are at Walmart. Uh, but but we celebrate Easter and now we begin screaming towards Pentecost Sunday, which takes place here in about three weeks. And so after the resurrection of Jesus, the disciples were told to wait and that they would receive power and what we just showed you on that video was uh uh probably one of the most profound uh efforts to demonstrate uh visually what took place on that particular day i believe that the day of pentecost is the most profound introduction of the holy spirit in all of scripture however just because it's the most profound i want you to make sure that you don't make a mistake and think that the day of pentecost was the first Uh, demonstration of the Holy Spirit. The involvement and the importance of the thread of the Holy Spirit is unmistakable when you go through Scripture. Here's our dilemma. As Pentecostals, what we do is we tend to focus all of our attention on Acts chapter 2 and on the day of Pentecost. And although it is crucial to understand that that is a, uh, a part of who we are and it should be active in your everyday life, and we'll talk more about that later in this series, I also think it's extremely crucial to back up and lay this thread bare so that we know what we have as a whole rather than just looking at one segment of the garment. And so what we're going to do is we're going to back up. So if you have your Bible, I want you to join me in a, uh, what you may think is an odd place to start when you're talking about the thread of the Holy Spirit. But let's back all the way up to Genesis chapter 1, uh, beginning in verse 1, and we're going to read verses 1 and 2. Here's what it says. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. One of the laws of, uh, or or one of the key principles that you must understand if you're going to fully grasp Scripture is you must understand uh, the law of first mention. We've talked about that before. When when in Scripture something is mentioned right off from the very beginning, it shows that it's prominent and it's preeminent, and we should take notice and we should give proper attention to that which is mentioned first. And so now here we are in the creation ca- account. We know it as the creation account. Genesis chapter 1, very first verse of Scripture in verses 1 and 2, we get a glimpse of the thread that weaves all the way from the beginning, all the way to and past Acts chapter 2. And yet, we always want to focus on Acts chapter 2. We need to back up and understand that this thread is seen at various times in Scripture, but particularly in the narration of creation. In fact, uh, on the sixth day, as God creates man, he has this conversation with his triune self. See, it's okay to talk to yourself. Sometimes uh, God talked to himself, his triune self. He speaks to himself, and he says, let us, let us. He didn't say all by my lonesome. He said, let us. He's revealing that there's other players in the narrative. His triune, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, let us create man in our image, right? It's the involvement of the Holy Spirit. And so from day one uh, through day seven, the Holy Spirit is there threading his way through our story. But I want you to go back and draw, draw your attention to the first dimension. Because the first mention, I can't even say on day one, because this is prior to there ever being a day. Prior to day one, prior to any let us statements, prior to any explosion of creative power, prior to any light, prior to any sun, prior to any moon, prior to any planets, prior to any fish, prior to any birds, prior to all of that, or even prior to the crescendo of the designing and breathing into man, the thread is there. The Holy Spirit it gets into the act very early, and we see it in verse 2. When the King James, or at least uh, King James NIV, one of those versions states it like this, the Spirit of God hovers over the water. Okay, what's happening here? Uh, let, let me see if I can help us this morning, because I think we need to understand the thread that's running through this. In this this statement, the Spirit of God hovers over the waters. We get a glimpse of not only what things were like before the beauty we see around us now. Now that creation is complete, now we look around and and we have this tendency to think it's always been like this. But in verse 2, we get a glimpse of what it was like before it's like it is now. Are you with me? Okay. In this account, not only do we get a glimpse of what it's like before it is like it is now, we, in this passage, in this account in Genesis, we get a clear picture of the nature of the Holy Spirit long before the fire-filled day of Pentecost. That's what we're getting a glimpse of. And so we need to dig into this. It is an odd statement. Do you understand it when it says the Spirit of God hovered over the waters? That doesn't help me much. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm a little dense and I just can't figure out what that means. That just doesn't feel like shouting now? The Spirit of God hovers over the... No, not doesn't do much. Maybe another version will help us. Maybe it'll cl- clear it up. Let me read it out of the Message Bible. First this, God created the heavens and the earth. All you see, all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's Spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. I know that helped you. We go from hovering. Now the scripture says, uh, the, the, the word picture is, he's brooding. Clear, clear as the bell. Now you understand it completely, don't you? He, he hovered and he brooded. Thank you, Jesus. Made my day. I can walk the rest of the week out. Woohoo! got power. Okay, uh, you're like me. We go from hovering to brooding like a bird. So what is taking place is we're giving a, we are given a word picture of the Holy Spirit hovering or brooding over the chaos of the world. Stay with me now. I'm going somewhere with this. The picture is that of a mother bird sitting over and watching over the eggs before they hatch. She's literally protecting them and buffering them from what's going on around. Okay, are you with me? That's the word picture. Think about this, action of the Holy Spirit. Here we are is, I want to say this right. I'm going to be a little more technical this morning because I'm laying foundation. This This is a word picture that shows us the action of the Holy Spirit. Here it is. Catch this. The powerful but at this point wordless spirit of God is preparing for God's cosmic word. That's deep. That's above my pay grade. I'm going to read it to you again. The powerful but at this point wordless Spirit of God is preparing for God's cosmic Word. That's what's taking place in verse 2. The Holy Spirit shows up on the scene and there's nothing but blackness and emptiness and chaos and He hovers over it. And although the Holy Spirit has not spoken at this moment, neither has even God spoken at this moment that is recorded. He's just sitting there preparing for the cosmic word of God. Okay. So the Holy Spirit settles over the, co- the chaos, and he prepares for order, and he prepares for the creative word of God. Let me say it like this, because this is where it gets down to where we live. The Holy Spirit watches over our mess until our mess gets the message that God said to come into order and straighten up. I'm going to shout myself down. Y'all better help me this morning. Uh, uh, The Holy Spirit shows up, and there's just a big mess, and he watches over it, and he says, listen, mess, just sit there and be contained right here, and let me watch over you and get you prepared, because there's a message from God that's coming that that word is going to set everything into order and everything into place, and I'm just going to watch over you and get you ready for the Okay, now you're starting to get it. The first time that we see the thread, the Holy Spirit, we see him at work, and he's he is setting up to change chaos to order as Pentecostals what we historically have done is we focused on tongues and we will get there before the end of this series but I, I, I just cannot allow us to, to, to allow that focus to cause us to forget that his first work was order because as Pentecostals we just want it we just want it crazy I've been in some cra- okay, y'all ain't been in the services. I- y'all ain't run into some of the people I've run into. We like it kind of crazy. Like we want the chandeliers so we can swing from them, put them back in. We need, some, we need trapeze bars. And, and I get it and I understand it. But I'm just telling you that we do ourselves a disservice if we think it's just that and we forget that his first act was to put things into order. Now, if you don't think that's a great gift, then just stop and realize that everything in life naturally moves towards disorder. You think about that. Okay, I'm going to prove it to you in a second. Chaos, the definition of chaos is disorder. Everything naturally moves towards disorder. God put everything into place. We read it in the, in the Genesis account. He places everything in order, puts it all into place, and since that day, everything has been going the other direction. Because like when I started, I had a full head of hair. And it's moving to, okay. (sighs) If you don't believe this is true, go clean your kitchen this afternoon. See how long? Does it just always stay ordered? Does it all, everything always stays in place? It's just a matter of moments, milliseconds if you have teenage boys. And everything moves to disorder. Right? So, once God shows up. And his spirit, the Holy Spirit, goes onto the scene. He's working towards bringing everything back and putting it where it belongs. Okay, now let me help you. The same Holy Spirit that hovered and brooded over the chaos of our world is now preparing our chaos for the word that will give shape and meaning to what made no sense before. Before. In fact, I would submit to you this morning that that is why you're here. That's why you arrive here on a Sunday-by-Sunday Sunday basis. It has nothing to do with the fact that this is just in your schedule and this is what good little Christians are supposed to do. It's the fact that the Holy Spirit is pushing you towards an assembly where you can get into an environment like this and, and, and out of the chaos of your life, you can hear, He's preparing you. He's positioning you to get the Word that will produce order in your life. You think your world is a mess right now? Do you? Do you think that that your 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 life maybe maybe the description given in the Genesis account sounds like you? It's formless and there's chaos and there's confusion and there's brokenness and there's emptiness and there's blackness and there's this this just nothingness. Can I can I convince you this morning that that is a familiar backdrop against which the Holy Spirit does His best work? In fact, I would submit to you this morning that, it, if, it, it, that you need to stop and ask yourself a question. What would it be like if it wasn't for the hovering of the Holy Spirit over your life right now? Can I submit to you this morning that your devastation would have spiraled into destruction and your pain would have plummeted into paralysis and your sorrow would have sunk into suicide had it not been for the hovering behind the scene, keeping it together long enough power of the Holy Spirit so that he could place you in an environment that you could get the right word so that when God speaks, it would take your formless, shapeless, chaotic world and structure it and put it all back together. That's what the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit's for. We'll get to Pentecost where we'll see and hear the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. But I'm telling you that if we, re- we rush to that and we miss this great gift, then we do you and ourselves a great disservice. Because if there is chaos in your life, which it could be chaos spiritually, it can be chaos socially, maybe your body's revolting and there's chaos physically, uh, maybe relationally something's going on in your life and it seems to be nothing but confusion and brokenness and it's spiraling out of control and that seems like that's the norm of your life. Can I? Just just tell you this morning good news that is normal that's normal Everything in life moves from order to disorder. That's normal. You're not a freak if everything seems to be spiraling spiraling out of control. But you are amiss if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to come on the scene and do what He showed up on the before day one to do in the first place, which was to grab your chaos by the neck and say, "Get back in order. Don't let it go too far. Don't let it go all the way to divorce. Don't let it go all the way to brokenness. Don't let it go all the way to despair. Don't let it." go all the way to hopelessness. I'm here. I'm behind the scenes. I'm just a thread. You don't even know it, but I'm working and I'm working and I'm working and I'm working. And it could have gotten worse and it could have gotten beyond repair. And the words could have been spoken that would have broken it finally. And uh, your kids could have freaked all the way out and driven you mad. And you could have gone into bankruptcy and you could have lost everything and you could have died, but I'm the Holy Spirit and I'm just hovering and I'm brooding and I'm circling you and you don't even know it. And I just keep circling you. And although you you thought it was getting worse. I've got a handle on it. Just let me get a handle on it and I'll hold it all together for what? Long enough. Just long enough till the Word comes. Till the Word comes. Till the Word comes. God can make you a new creature. The the creative powers of God can come to bear on your life. You must have a before day one understanding that the Holy Spirit is in charge of your chaos and the Holy Spirit is watching over your mess and the Holy Spirit is trying to get your attention that he's got it all right and we buy into the chaos sometimes so much thinking that's from God listen the Bible says that the enemy of our soul is the author of confusion right so that must mean God is about putting things back in order he just wants to hover We got to let him get involved we got to let him brood over our marriage we got to let him hover over our kids we got to let him surround our finances we got to let him take control of our our body that's that's fighting and revolting against order we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to come to bear on all that the remedy to all of that is the thread Do you remember what Jesus did? When Jesus set, when he showed up on scene, the Bible says he set everything in order. Who prepared the way for Jesus? The Holy Spirit. No, you can't prove that. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. How did Mary, okay, see I already proved it. Two words, no, three words. How did Mary... The Spirit of God prepared the way for Jesus to set things right. If you will allow the Holy Spirit to hover over every area of your life, you know what he'll do? He will reveal Jesus as the answer. In fact, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit never testifies of anything but the Father and and of Jesus. That's what he does. He points to Jesus. He's not going to point you to alcohol. He's not going to point you to an affair. He's not going to point you to anything else. He's going to point you straight to Jesus every time. We struggle because we won't allow the Holy Spirit to hover over our life. And so we go out and find our own salute. Okay, okay, I meant to be nice today. Listen, the Holy Spirit is in charge and he's watching over your mess just so you could get the message today that unseen like a thread, he's here. And he wants to hover and he wants to hold it all together long enough for you to get this word. Here's the word. God cares. Here's the word. God can correct. Here's the word he's trying to get to you this morning. God can create. Here's the word he wants you to understand this morning. God is in charge. Here's the word that he wants you to hear this morning. God can change. Here's the word he wants you to hear this morning. There is hope. He wants you to hear that there is life, that there is purpose, that there is a plan. And just because it seems like it's spiraling out of control doesn't mean that God does, is not aware. The Holy Spirit wants to hover over all that and point you back to the fact that he can handle it. I have to fix it. He can fix it. In fact, when Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit, this is what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 16, verse 8, this is what he says. He says, when the Spirit comes, he will reprove or convict. You remember that passage of Scripture? He will reprove or convict. Another word that he uses in a different version is confute. Another word is he convinces. He will reprove and convict and convince the world of sin and of righteousness And of judgment. You know what he's saying? You know what Jesus is saying about the Holy Spirit? When the Holy Spirit arrives on the scene, he will convince us that our world is spinning out of control. Because without the hovering of the Holy Spirit, we think we can handle it on our own. And he says, no, the Holy Spirit's going to show up and convict you and convince you that the world is spiraling, your own personal private little world is spiraling out of control, and there's not enough meds in the bottle to fix that. And there's not enough outside relationships to fix your issues. I'm preaching right now. There's not enough money in the world to solve your desires. Because you can get them and you'll always want more. He's saying that the Holy Spirit, when he arrives on the scene, what he's going to do is he's going to convince you that this world is out of control and spiraling out of control. And he'll point you where? Where? back to the Father and back to Jesus. And I just stopped by this morning to get some word to some of your mess, to, to, to try to convince you that if you will allow the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit, will, you want me to get filled with the Holy Spirit? I know you're just one of those Pentecostals. Yes, I do. But that's not the only reason. I want you to get filled with the Holy Spirit and understand and acknowledge the power of the Holy Spirit in your life so that He will bring order to bear and that He will get your chaos and grab it and control it and and buffer you and protect you and keep you long enough for God to walk in and produce order in your life again. Sound like a Pentecostal to you? We miss the thread. And we miss the gift of the Holy Spirit's first job. And this is what I know, and then I'll get out of your way. There are many of you in this service this morning, and you don't think you can survive this. This is not the path you chose. Life is broken and empty. And it's the job of the Holy Spirit to speak to you in the midst of all that and just sit there and surround it with his care and his concern until you could get here this morning and hear God, not Steve, hear God, speak into that and say, I can fix that. That's that's child's play. I put the whole world into order with one word, let there be light, light. Let let there there be some boom there's some. So I can look at your life and go let there be peace. And I can say let there be wholeness. And I can say fix that right there. Be healed. Give them joy. One word. And all the confusion goes away. And all the chaos stops. That is the gift of the Holy Spirit right there. Father, this morning, I pray that as we examine the thread of your Spirit, I pray that we would once again tap into the great gift that you've given us. And God, I pray that we wouldn't fast forward, not because of fast forwarding and what we end at is not important because the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so important. but that's just the midpoint of the story the end of the story is what we do with the baptism of the Holy Spirit now the midpoint is the day that you gave us that gift but there's a beginning that we've got to deal with and understand that some of us skip past all of that and try to get to the day of Pentecost and we get filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and we still allow our life to spin out of control that's why we can get filled with the Holy Spirit in a church camp and walk into the parking lot two weeks later and cuss somebody out. It's because we've never allowed you to deal with the chaos of our inner man. And we've never allowed you to hover and brood over us and change us and position us so that we can hear your word and our life lines up. So, Father, this morning I pray that in each situation represented here, broken marriages, broken relationships, sick bodies hopeless financial conditions broken spirits I just described to you Holy Spirit the best backdrop the backdrop that you're most familiar with where you do your best work I pray this morning that you would begin to hover and I pray that you would begin to brood over those situations right now and I pray that we would recognize your spirit at work. And I pray that in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit right now in the midst of that chaos individuals would begin to hear the word of the Lord and hope would come and healing would come and order would come. I pray that you would do that this morning. In Jesus' name, would you stand with me for just a moment? If you're here this morning, you say, Steve, I feel like my life is spiraling out of control. I've got a relationship that's broken down. I've got a physical issue that is devastating my life. I've got an emotional situation going on. I've got a spiritual situation going on. And, and, and I literally, when you read the account of Genesis, that's what my world sounds like now. I'm going to ask you to have a lot of guts this morning, but we're going to help you. The Holy Spirit's going to help you this morning. If that's you, you are a candidate for the hovering of the Holy Spirit. Would you just step out and stand right in this aisle? Don't come to the front. Just stand. I know this takes guts. I'm asking for a lot of guts right now. If that's you. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said the Holy Spirit's trying to convince you of that right now. As I'm talking, the Holy Spirit's trying to convince you of that right now, that he can help if you allow him. Would you just step out and stand? We've all been there. We're all going there. We're all moving towards disorder if we're not careful. Would you just step and stand right in the aisle? I'm not going to wait long, but I need the hovering of the Holy Spirit in a situation in my life. Thank you, Dennis, for being honest. Anybody else? Moment longer. This is what I want you to do. Woody, would you come here? Who else have I got? Esther, would you come here? Woody, you're assigned to Dennis. Esther, you're assigned to Susan. Would. And all of us are going to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to begin to hover over them. But would you guys do this? Would you just begin to circle them? Just let them know that. Just put a hand on Esther. Just begin to circle Susan right now. Just walk around her in a circle. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would just hover over this situation right now. God, you know every detail, and it seems like we're in disorder, and everything is broken, and everything is spiraling out of control. But as a physical representation of what's really happening in the spirit realm, we acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is covering, is surrounding, is is circling us right now. let the brooding of the Holy Spirit cause peace and calm and order to come in the moment of our confusion. God give us the right thoughts at the right moment. Hover over us. I pray. Now, Father, I pray you'd send a word. If they haven't heard a word this morning in this message, then I pray that sometime today from maybe even an unexpected source, they would hear a word. It would be like the heavens opened up, and God says, this is the way it's going to be. And their mess would line up with that message in the name of Jesus. God, send a word. Send a word. Just one word. That's all we need. We don't need a paragraph. We don't need a page. We just need one word, and it'll set it into order. And it'll give us the It'll give us the strength to hold on. I pray that you'd allow us to hold on. I pray that hope would come. And Father, I pray for every person in this room that you would allow us to be very aware. And very sensitive to the hovering of the Holy Spirit in our own lives this week. God, I pray that as we go through Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, until you bring us back together, I pray that we would be very aware, very aware of the Holy Spirit operating in our life behind the scenes. Hover, I pray. Hover, I pray in jesus name would you look at your neighbor right now and just say hey the holy spirit is going to hover over you this week come on tell them they ought to be excited about that they ought to be thankful for that it's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.